if you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Hi, Playmakers, and happy Saturday. It's me, your host, Michelle Caruana, and I know that you're not used to seeing me at the top of your feed on a Saturday, but I have a very special bonus episode that I really wanted to share with you. And I decided to make this episode a bonus because it is a little departure from my normal content, but I really wanted to share this interview with you that I did with my business mentor, Amy Porterfield, around this time last year because I realized that I never shared this interview on my YouTube channel or on this podcast, so I really wanted to share it with you now. And again, even though it's a little departure from my normal content, Amy shares so much amazing practical advice about how you can add a digital course or a digital product to your business. Whether you want to add that to your indoor playground business or whether you want to start a second business or whether you're pivoting away from indoor playground ownership, this is an interview that I really want you to listen to because there really are endless opportunities to make money with digital courses and products. So even if this is something you've never considered or feels really hard or scary or unknown, I really want you to challenge yourself to tune into this entire interview. Because again, Amy is my business mentor. I've been learning from her since like early 2016. She has an amazing podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy. She has a book called Two Week Notice where she helps people quit their jobs to pursue their businesses full-time. And recently I actually flew down. I got to meet her. I got to meet with the team and I shared my success story in creating digital courses. So I'm really excited to share all of this with you again Amy is just so brilliant, and I know you're going to walk away with this feeling so energized and excited to add a new revenue stream to your business, or again, maybe launch a new business entirely. And in a couple weeks, I'm going to share an interview that I did with an indoor playground owner who recently did just that. She started selling masterclasses and webinars specifically around potty training, but I think there are so many opportunities for you to do this depending on what your unique knowledge or skill set or experience might be. I've seen brick and mortar business owners launch courses around sleep training, meal prepping, play-based learning. There are, again, so many ideas that I can't wait to share with you over the coming weeks, but it all starts here. This is your foundation. And with this episode, I actually have a free download that I wanted to share with you. I'm going to link it in the show notes, or you can go to michellecarawana.com slash Amy. And this download is called Surprisingly Simple Ways to Turn Your Knowledge into a Digital Course. And it's really going to put everything that I talk about with Amy in this interview in a very easy to digest step-by-step format. And it is going to give you so much inspiration for your profitable digital course idea. I can't wait to share this interview with you and so much more from Amy in the coming weeks. So again, be sure you're following along. So go to michellecarawana.com slash Amy for this freebie and for everything that we have coming up so you don't miss out on a thing.
I would not be even close to where I am today, helping so many indoor playground owners around the world without Amy's know-how, without her tips, and without her support. So I am so excited to introduce you to my business mentor, Amy Porterfield. And whether or not you do decide to pursue a digital course or a product for your business, Amy also has so much amazing marketing advice that can be applied to any business. So again, there's really something for everyone in this conversation. But without further ado, here is my interview with Amy Porterfield. All right. Thank you, Amy. So much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is like a dream interview for me just because I, we were just talking a little bit before we hit record. I have been an OG in all of your programs. I did webinars that convert, courses that convert. Oh I've been God. slowly plugging away for years. And I'm finally at the point where I feel so excited to kind of share with other people how I got here. So I'm really excited to share your expertise with my audience today because course creation is something I've done, but it is not something that I teach. Well, I am so excited to talk to your audience because I think there's a lot of people listening that a digital course is exactly their next best move based on what you've shared with me about who your audience is. So I'm excited to get into this topic and it's really fun to see what you've been able to do with it. So thanks so much for sharing that with me. Yeah. So if anyone is kind of thinking about pivoting or looking for that next thing, or is maybe even looking for a venture to help fund a business, I think this is going to be really interesting because I've been doing a lot of surveys lately. And I know a lot of people listening are kind of in that stuck phase. So I think this is going to be a great breath of fresh air for everybody. Nice. So I hope so. So the biggest question that I get from my audience, especially for those people who are either transitioning away from the corporate world or who are maybe pivoting from brick and mortar business dreams. A lot of people say, well, I love the idea of an online course, but I don't know if I have a skill or set of knowledge that can actually be monetized. And I hear a lot, you know, a lot of misconceptions around that. So do you mind talking a little bit about how somebody can kind of determine whether or not their set of knowledge is actually something that can be a profitable online course. Absolutely. So the truth that I know, because I've done this for many, many, many years, is that everybody absolutely has a digital course in them. In fact, you might have a few different topics that you could teach in a digital course based on what you already know. So what I teach my students is that all you need is the 10% edge. A 10% edge means that you've gotten results for yourself or for somebody else, like a customer, a client, a family member, whoever it might be, but you've gotten results and now you're willing to teach how you got those results inside of a digital course, which means you lay out a simple roadmap and you show them, okay, do this first and then do this next and here's how I did it and here's another example of what you could do. So you're really inspiring them and walking them through the path, but you only need that 10% edge, meaning you just need to be a little bit ahead of those you serve so you can lead them, but you don't need 10 years of certification or tons more education. Right now, you have results that you've gotten for yourself or others that you can teach in a digital course, whether that be in the profession you're in now or possibly like as a, a hobby that you started with as a hobby, but now you might want to lead it into something more uh, lucrative for you. So really quick, I want to give you an example. I have a student, her name is Lauren, 
And Lauren it was an, uh, for 15 years, she was an accountant and she was an accountant in the same small business for the whole 15 years. And she got to a point that she knew she wanted to make more money. And so she decided, okay, on the side, I'm going to make these wreaths. She had this hobby. She was really good at making wreaths. And so she said, I'm going to start making these. So as an extra way to make money, still in her accounting job, she made these wreaths and sold them on Etsy. And then that actually brought in some really good money for her. But other people on Etsy started to ask, how are you doing that? You're, you're doing so well. How did you make this all work? So she thought, you know what? This is a digital course because I'm getting asked about it a lot. So she created a digital course teaching other people how to sell things on Etsy. And she was able to make more than $100,000 from her digital course. And she was able to leave her 15-year accounting job behind because she no longer wanted to be there. So she had a hobby that she turned into actual digital course, but some people will create a course based on the expertise they're doing in their nine to five job, just as a side hustle. So there's so many opportunities. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in my world too, are also doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one client work. Mm, and yes. something that I heard you say on a podcast recently was if you have a system that you use with your clients or a specific process that you use, that could be a digital course as well. So I think a lot of people listening to are just looking for that little push to move from one-on-one -on -one work to actual scalable business. Let's talk about that really quick because a lot of my students come from one-on-one -on -one work. They're working, they're therapists, they're nutritionists, um, they are fitness instructors, but whatever they do, they are working one-on-one -on -one with their clients. And they'll come to me and say, Amy, I really want to create a digital course because there's only one of me. I'm trading time for dollars now, and there's only so much money I can make when there's only one of me and I'm working one-on-one. -on -one. So they look for ways to supplement, whether they want to keep doing the one-on-one -on -one and also have a digital course or they want to leave the one-on-one -on -one behind, which is what I did and go full in with digital courses, whichever way works. But they sometimes say, but I can't imagine taking what I do one-on-one -on -one and turning that into a digital course because there's nuances in my one-on-one, -on -one. like we're pitching and catching and I respond based on their challenges and then I give them solutions. So it's really personalized. And I said, okay, but if I were to challenge you on that way of thinking, would you agree that all the people you work with one-on-one -on -one tend to have the same challenges, pain points, uh, struggles, and you tend to talk about a lot of the same things, just maybe in different ways because you're working with a specific person and they start to shake their heads. And I said, that's your digital course. You're going to address the common challenges and pain points that most of your audience or students or customers have. And that's how you get it into a digital course. I've seen it done over and over again. So if you think it can't be done, I promise you, I could prove you wrong in that. It's funny. I used to coach indoor playground owners because I owned two locations of my own and it was just becoming too much having the brick and mortar business, having two kids, one with special needs and also coaching. So I abandoned coaching for a while, did my digital course, worked on it for two years. And I just recently added consulting back, but now I charge six times what I charged before because I That's have what I love to hear audience. I have more credibility in the industry. Um, people see me all over YouTube, you know, things like that. So you can, like you said, have a hybrid business. So it doesn't have to be a forever thing to, you know, go to digital courses, but it actually made it so much easier to book one-on-one -on -one clients as wow. opposed to before where I had to, I had to rely on people finding me through 
other means. So I think that was such a good point. And something that I just want to repeat that you said on your private podcast that I was listening to today, because I hear imposter syndrome come up a lot. Yes. Because what you said, that 10% edge was something that I I've heard before, but something that you said on your private podcast today just really stuck with me because I didn't have the best indoor playground in the world. I didn't make the most money out of anybody in the world. I made a ton of mistakes. And so my brain was always telling me, you know, who are you to teach this? There's better people to be doing this, but I always kept coming back to my heart. And so when you said that I was in my car driving and I almost like had to like have a zone out moment because I created my course to help people and my heart's always in the right place. And if I can help people avoid the struggles and the mistakes that I went through, I know that even if I'm not perfect, and if I let people see the struggle, I don't have to pretend I'm perfect. I think that's what people like about you. And I think that's what people like about a lot of online educators is that we're very honest about, yes, how we struggled, but also how we came out through the other side. So can you just repeat a little bit about what you said about the imposter syndrome? Because it really, really stuck with me. It's a big one. And a lot of my students struggle with it. Who am I to be creating this? What will other people think? Do I even know enough? I've made all the mistakes in the world. You know, that reminded me of a a situation with my dad. My dad has invested his money. He's a firefighter, but he's invested his money for years and years and years. He's now retired. And he was invited on a podcast to talk about how he's invested his money. And now he's retired. He's got a lot of it. And so he's done well. And he was invited on the podcast and he said no. And I said, dad, why would you pass that up? You get to talk about all the stuff you've learned. And he said, I've made so many mistakes along the way that I don't feel like I'm the one who should be teaching it. But he's had amazing success as well. And we need to know the mistakes so that we do not make them. So he was the perfect person to be teaching this, but his, his, um, ego and his insecurities got in the way and he wasn't able to add value. So what I want those who are listening to hear is that you are robbing people of these incredible lessons that you've learned along the way when you think you're not good enough to be teaching it. Because at the end of the day, you've gotten results in whatever area you're thinking about creating a course in. And of course you've made mistakes. You are human. And we want to know all about those mistakes, but we also want to know how you corrected them and got to where you are today. And so all of that matters with the digital course. You're a better teacher if you're more vulnerable and you'll admit to your mistakes. Also think about it this way. Let's just say that you have a really great best friend and this best friend is kind of out of shape and she's kind of sitting on the couch watching Netflix a little too much and she got to a point that she wasn't feeling good. So she said, I'm changing things up. I'm gonna run a marathon in six months. Now she's the least likely person to run a marathon. So you're thinking, what? No way. Well, she does it. She puts together a workout plan, a food plan, gets the right equipment, the right tennis shoes, and she is dedicated. And in six months, she's off that couch, runs a marathon and finishes it. And you look at her and you think, holy cow, that is so inspiring. I want to do something like that. Teach me all the things you know. So she sits down and she starts to teach you her meal plan, her fitness plan, the tennis shoes. At no point are you going to stop her and say, wait a second. Uh, what is your education in tennis shoe technology that you're actually going to share what you did with me? You would never think that because you like her and you you're connected to her. So you want to learn from her. 
That's how digital courses work as well. People want to learn from you because they feel connected to you. They love your story. They love your background, your experiences, your mistakes. So they're like, bring it on. You're my person. And so that's the beauty of a digital course. So thinking you're not ready is one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. Yeah. And I, I love that you brought that up. And something that I think a lot of people get confused about too is what an online course actually is. And mm -hmm. a lot of people assume that they need to pour everything they know about a specific topic in order for it to be successful. And embarrassingly enough, my first course, so it's called Play Cafe Academy, my signature program, it was 90 lessons and it was like <laughs> over 40 hours long because I thought I literally had to pour every single thing I knew and it took me so long to create. I've had to record it like three separate times to condense it and streamline it. But I was so scared that if I didn't give enough content and hours that people wouldn't value it. So can you talk a little bit about the difference between a starter course and a signature program? Because I think a lot of people get intimidated by the sheer mountain of knowledge that they might have on a topic. So can you talk a little bit about that? And then spotlight yeah. courses if, if you'd like yeah, to. So the biggest mistake I too made in the beginning was throwing everything and the kitchen sink into my digital course, thinking it comes back to the imposter syndrome, thinking that I better prove myself. If people are going to pay me money, I better show them every single thing I know so that they know they're getting value. That's not value. Value is learning how to do something in the most efficient, fastest way possible from point A to point B. So they get in and they get out and they start getting the results they want. They don't want the lessons. They don't want the modules. Your students will want the results. So what's the fastest way to get them there? So now when I teach digital courses and how to put together all your content, I'm always saying no fluff. Let's take it out. If they don't absolutely need to know it, let's take it out. So everyone listening right now should take a big sigh of relief knowing I want you to put less in your course, not more. I want the videos to be short and to the point. And if you have an hour long that you need to teach something, let's break it up into 15 minute videos because people feel like they're accomplishing something if they're going through your videos fairly quickly. So that's one thing to think about. But let's go back a little bit and to make this way easier is to determine what type of course you want to create. There's three types of courses that are lucrative. Number one, a starter course. This is like a jumping off point, a 101 course. You're just getting their feet wet, just getting them a little momentum in the direction they want to go. Typically, you could create a starter course in a weekend, like you can put it together pretty quickly and people can go through it quickly as well. We usually charge anywhere from $100 to $200 for a starter course. So you don't throw everything in the kitchen sink. You just throw in enough to get them started and get them small results. The second type of course is a spotlight course. This might be one of my favorites where you take one area of your expertise and you go deep with that. So my favorite story I like to tell is my student, Rob Green. He's a photographer. He knows a lot about photography. He's been doing it for a very long time, but during COVID he thought, I finally am going to create this digital course because I am losing money by the minute because I can't go out and photograph people. So he created a digital course on one topic he knew well, 
flash photography. So a spotlight course is taking one area of your expertise and going deep. And that's what he did. He taught people everything he knew or what they really needed to know for flash photography to get the results they wanted. And this was a huge success. He only had a hundred people on his email list, made $12,000 with his digital course because it was exactly what people wanted. So for a start, our signature, excuse me, a spotlight course, you can charge anywhere from 200 to $500. Usually those are the benchmarks in terms of pricing. Now the final course is the Mac Daddy of all courses. This is like the course you have, which is you're teaching somebody something from A to Z and it's a full transformation. They're starting with nothing. They're ending with something pretty substantial, something that they really want and desire, meaning you get to charge more. So it takes you longer to create. Uh, it doesn't have to take two years. I know that was your own personal journey. Some people take three months, six months longer to create. It doesn't matter because the beautiful thing is once you launch a signature course and you have success, you will never ever say it took too long. You're just gonna be so excited with the success that you have. Typically you charge anywhere from 500 to $3,000 for a signature course. So those are the three types of courses. And what I recommend to my students is if it's the first time you've ever created a digital course, Let's start with a starter or a spotlight, and then your students will help you figure out what your next move is if you want to create something else. Perfect. I love that explanation. And for anybody listening, I have all three, by the way. So you do? Okay. I didn't know that. That's awesome. So, but I create I launched each of them specifically, got it right before I moved on yes. to the next. So for anyone listening that's familiar with my courses, I have a business plan toolkit, which is a starter kit or a starter course rather, where I teach the one aspect, which is writing your business plan. I provide a Canva template that's like 34 pages. It was professionally written. It's been, it, it's won dozens of awards. It's gotten millions of dollars in funding. And that is just one aspect wow. of their business that they need. And it's usually the starting off point, which is why I created it as a starter course. And then after that, generally people move to Play Cafe Academy, which is my signature course. So for anyone listening, hopefully that provides a little context. And then I actually just this past year launched a spotlight course that teaches indoor playground owners how to book their birthday calendar up to six months in advance through Facebook ads. So it's very, Perfect. very specific, but it, it reaches out a little bit to any local business that hosts kids' birthday parties. So it expanded my audience a little bit. So for anybody listening, those are how I use them. And then I know you didn't mention this, but I also have a backend membership for my signature program that is called Playmaker Society. And that's for, so Play Cafe Academy, I always say it's daydream to opening day. And then Playmaker Society is everything that comes after. So for anybody looking for a little context that's familiar with me, those are my three main offers and they fall perfectly into those categories. <laughs> okay, you are a star student because that is incredible for the record. And one thing I wanna point out is, I love a customer journey. I love when you can take people through, this is where you start and this is what you do next. And they might not follow that, but at least you've laid it out for them if they want to. But the key here and what you actually said at the very beginning, it's one thing at a time. So if you hear you know, that she's got all these different courses, one of the things you need to remember is she created them one by one. And what I, what I ask my students to do is create one digital course, launch it several times, make sure it's making you the kind of money you wanna make, make sure it's dialed in, and then move on to the next thing. That way you can optimize everything you create.
And the beautiful thing here is it only takes one digital course to be profitable. You don't need three different digital courses and a membership to be profitable. You need one digital course that you put your heart and soul into and you don't give up until it's profitable, until you feel great about it. So that's something to think about as well. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people are probably thinking, oh my gosh, I can't even think of a topic for three different courses, but I always let my customers decide what I create next. So I was a little bit different. I started with this signature course because I needed to move away from consulting. And then some people said, you know what? I'm not ready to invest $600 yet. I just need this one piece of the puzzle. So I created the starter course. And then people were saying, well, okay, I'm at opening day. What do I do now? I turned my free Facebook group for my course into a membership. And then people were saying, okay, I'm two years in business, but I need to you know, ramp it up. I have a second location now. I need to really up my marketing. So I created that course. So for anybody that's like, oh my goodness, I could never even think of all of those different topics or how do I know what's my starter course versus a spotlight course? Sometimes you just have to start creating content and talking to your ideal customer and seeing what they want, because I would have never known what my customer needed had I not just started and started creating free content and things like that. So Absolutely. I love your journey. That's just a beautiful story. And you do exactly what I teach is let your students guide you. And when you're ready to create something new, then you can add it to the mix. Yes. I'm very type A. I have followed every single lesson, every single recommendation. You're a dream almost. student. Almost. Um, so one thing I kind of want to switch gears a tiny bit because we talked about the people that are maybe pivoting away from their previous business dreams or they're doing one-on-one -on -one work. But for the people who are currently in their nine to five job yes. and are looking for the next thing, or they have that entrepreneurial spirit, but they just aren't sure, like we talked about in the beginning, what their profitable idea could be. And there's probably a lot of fear around leaving the nine to five job. And of course, I'm going to recommend your private podcast because that's exactly what it's about. And I will link to it um, wherever you're listening or watching. But do you have any tips for somebody who has a lot of fear around going all in from the beginning or leaving the nine to five job if it's possible to do both? Can you just talk to that person a little bit who's listening maybe at their desk? Absolutely. So I'm very much in love with this question because I have a book coming out next year called Two Weeks Notice. And it's all about leaving your nine to five job and starting an online business and what that transition looks like and how to get started. But some people listening right now might be thinking, I don't necessarily want to leave my nine to five job. I'm not, not ready for that, but I would really love to explore something else. And some people are thinking, yeah, I'm good with my nine to five job for now because I want that security and the benefits and a regular paycheck, but I'd like to make a whole lot more money. And then other people are listening, thinking, I went out of this nine to five job yesterday, so tell me what I need to do to make it happen. So if you're in any one of those camps, I'm so glad you're listening because I know firsthand and from thousands of my students that a digital course can be your bridge to wherever you want to go. A side hustle, a full-time job, something different, or just a little extra thing that might turn into a full-time job. So what I want you to hear is it's absolutely possible, and I've seen it done many, many times, to stay in a nine to five job for now and build your digital course on the side. 
Will it take some extra time, maybe some early mornings, late nights, weekends? Absolutely. That's what it takes to create something new from scratch. But it, I've seen it done over and over again. And I've seen many people continue to stay in their nine to five job, but have this extra revenue. And then over time, that extra revenue becomes their actual full-time job. So one of the, um, one of the, I our stories that I'm thinking about is one of my students, Rhea and, um, Rhea was, she had a hobby of being a photographer, but her full-time job is she worked in corporate accounting as an internal auditor. So she's in corporate accounting, nine to five job, but she said, you know, I'm, I really feel unfulfilled. I'm not ready to leave my nine to five job, but I want to try something do, different. So as a hobby, she started photography, but then realized, wait a second, I'm actually making some money with this and I love it. So she made $5,000 with her side hustle in her first year, not nearly enough to, to take over. And then the second year she began to develop her photography business and made $20,000. But then she realized, wait a second, I could actually create a digital course to teach other people how I'm making $20,000 um, with my side hustle and how I'm going to turn it into a full-time thing. So it became a digital course teaching other people what she did, but it started with a hobby because she was unfulfilled in her nine to five job. So I want people listening to think it's okay to explore other things. In fact, I encourage it because there's only so much money you can make in a nine to five job. And one day, it might come to a place like she lost her job. So Rhea had started the side gig and then she lost her job. She's like, thank God I started something on the side because I moved full-time into that and created my digital course. So there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because there's you know a lot of uncertainty happening right now. So it's never a bad thing to explore other opportunities. And like you said, you don't have to quit your job today to be successful. It might take you a little bit longer to get there, but I always tell people that are nervous to get started that, you know, the time's going to pass anyways. Yes. So you can either start now and plug away and reach success, maybe a little bit slower if you stay in your nine to five, but you're going to get there. So absolutely, I'm glad That's you brought so that true. up. And I kind of wanted to piggyback off of a question that I asked previously, um, because I, I heard you talk about this on a podcast a bit ago, but I've been getting a lot of messages about this since I've been sharing uh, more about digital courses online. And something that a lot of people are facing is not necessarily imposter syndrome within themselves. Like they feel really excited. They feel really lit up, but they might be dealing with either an unsupportive partner or somebody mm. in their life that's kind of chirping in their ear saying, you know, this can be a hobby, but it can't be, we can't invest in anything, you know investing money and learning from someone that went before you isn't necessarily valuable, or maybe you should wait a couple years. So what would you say to someone who's maybe dealing with somebody like that in their life? It comes up a lot. I have a lot of my students who it especially happens with women who want to do this, but it's not exclusive to women, but women who want to do this and their husbands are like, mm, that could be a hobby, but we're not going to invest money into this. This is crazy. Like don't quit your job or whatever. And it's soul crushing to be quite honest. I want to just validate anyone who's been in that situation because you're so excited. You want something different. You want to provide for your family and the person you love most is not behind it. And there's two things that go with that. The first thing you can do is you can sit down your partner, and you can explain to them why this matters to you and really have that heart to heart vulnerable conversation 
that whether you're miserable in your job or you want, you just crave something different, you feel that you can contribute in a different way, whatever it is for you, have that heart to heart. They may not accept it or understand, but at least you shared your heart with them because I think it's very important to have that communication. If that goes in your direction or in your favor, then great, keep moving forward. But there's a good chance that it won't. And with that, you have to decide, am I going to go with this anyway, even though I don't have the kind of support that I want? Because that might not mean that you can just go spend the family money on it, and I get that. Sometimes you have to get scrappy. But what it does mean is that you believe in yourself and you gotta start there. Many of my students just go at it no matter what, and then they start to prove their spouse or partner wrong. One of my students I'm thinking of, she moved from being a pharmacist to creating luxury Airbnbs. And then she created a digital course teaching other people how to create luxury Airbnbs on a budget. Well, in the beginning, her husband's like, uh, no way. You are a pharmacist. You're making good money. That's a solid job. This luxury Airbnb on a budget, I don't even get it. He was not supportive until the money started rolling in and he's like, good job, babe. This is, this is working out. She just had to prove I'm wrong, but she did keep going because in her heart, she knew that's where she needed to go. That's a hard thing to do, but it is very doable. Yeah. I, and that's a great story. And it made me think of something that I think you added to Digital Course Academy after the first time I took it. And that was about pre-selling courses. Yes. So you can sell your idea before you actually create it, right? So that Let, might let's be- Let's talk about that. Option. Yeah, absolutely. Inside Digital Course Academy, and actually you don't even know this, but I just re-recorded the entire program from scratch to make it easier to get through and a better program. And I added something called the first 10. And it's a strategy of how to pre-sell your course before you create anything, before you invest any time or money into it. You pre-sell your course and your goal is to get 10 people to say, yes, I want that and pay you before you actually ever get it done. Now they're gonna pay you um, like 50% off because they're gonna be grandfathered in. But the beautiful thing about that is that they're putting their cold hard cash behind your idea. That's like the ultimate validation when someone will pay you for the course that you're going to create. Now, once you get the course created, they're the first people that will get it, but they're going to wait for it. Yet another reason why they got a discount. But pre-selling your course is a beautiful thing because let's say you put it out there and I have a strategy to help people put it out there, even if they don't have an email list or anything like that, but they put out their course and nobody buys. Wonderful. You just realized that that's not the direction you need to go. We're going to go back to the drawing board, tweak maybe even just a little. Maybe it's the messaging and has nothing to do with the course topic. We put it back out there and see how people respond. So this idea of validating before you actually create it saves a lot of headache and overwhelm. I love that you said that because it made me think of my Facebook ads course because it wasn't going to be a Facebook ads course at first because that's actually what I did before I opened an indoor playground. but. That's another story, but originally it was just about booking more birthday parties and it got like a lukewarm response. And then I added with Facebook and Instagram ads and instantly that was like the one thing that people were looking for support with, because a lot of people teach Facebook ads for like e-commerce, but not this specific type of business that is higher ticket services that, you know, has limited availability. So just that one thing. But I love the concept of pre-selling and especially how you teach it in Digital Course Academy because it helps people fail fast. Because like you said, you don't have to invest time in creating it. You don't have to buy a course platform yet. 
You don't have to invest in a fancy email service provider because I was just talking to my friend Michelle the other day because she's thinking about creating a digital course. And she said, great, I'm in, let's do it. What do I need to start with? And I said, okay, like you can start here. And then, you know, oh, I use this for my email service provider. I use Kajabi for my course. I use, And then immediately she was like, actually, you know what? I'm going to pass. And I said, well, that's what I use now. It didn't start like that. Yes. I started really small. And just because, you know, I use something four years in doesn't mean that you need all of that immediately no. and especially to pre-sell. And what you said about the first 10, I love that because when people hear, oh, you need to get 10 people on your list and they think, oh, well, this isn't for me because I don't have an email list. My first course sale came from an Instagram story that I posted. Absolutely, I didn't have an email list yet. I didn't even, didn't even have the course yet. I posted and I said, hey, I, I'm creating this program. Play Cafe Academy immediately. Somebody that had been watching me for months that I had never heard of, but had just been watching my YouTube videos said, I'm in, where's the link? How do I sign up? But I had no idea that anybody on my Instagram following list even cared or even knew that I was going to eventually be doing this, but she kind of figured it out from my YouTube videos, but you don't have to start very fancy and you don't have to oh. invest all that money to begin with. Absolutely not. And most people that float the idea out there and get their first 10, they're doing it from social media. Most people that start with me do not have an email list, which is something I teach in my program because they come in thinking, well, who am I going to market to? And I said, I'll teach you who to market to while you grow your email list. So we do the, the two at the same time. But another thing I want to point out that you mentioned, which is so smart, is you do not need a bunch of fancy equipment or software. So there's a few core things that you'll need, but we can do this scrappy and bare bones. So you don't need fancy uh, a fancy camera, fancy lighting. You do not need to hire a video crew. If someone were to come into my program and see how I do it, they could easily say, oh my gosh, this is way too much of a production. I can't do all of this. Well, two things, I'm 13 years in and I teach this stuff, so I better do it well. My, my beginner students do not do any of the bells and whistles that I have. I have a motto, keep it simple, get fancy later. So there's one of my students who she got into my course and she didn't even go through the whole thing. She wanted to start right away. She's a quick start. So she went through some of the program and then she's like, I'm just going to do it. So she decides she's not going to use webinars, which is something that I teach, but instead she's just going to sell it in the most simplest way she can. And also she's not going to pre-record her videos. She's going to get into a private Facebook group, allow only her paying customers get in there. And she's just going to do it live on Facebook live every week. And she sold $60,000 of her first digital course, cutting corners everywhere because it served her. And I think the scrappy people do the best because they're not trying to go for perfection. So just know you can even cut corners and still see success. I love that. And we're going to wrap it up, but I just wanted to ask one more really quick thing because I can already tell, because I know my audience very well, I can already tell that a lot of people are listening and they're getting really excited but they're still kind of on the fence. So for somebody that still needs that extra push or needs that extra bit of confidence, what would you say to them if you were like their friend sitting across from them having a cup of coffee or something? Number one, I'd say that you are absolutely worth it to at least experiment with your first digital course, meaning you have what it takes already. I have no doubt in my mind you have a course in you. The only thing that is stopping you is fear of what will people think or what if I don't know enough or what if this takes too too long or it's too hard for me. 
Everything's difficult in the beginning when you don't know, but when you have a roadmap to follow, you can absolutely figure it out. Think about all the things that you've been able to figure out along your lifetime. You can absolutely figure this out. And here's another thing. If you have an idea or maybe a few ideas and you're not even sure if they're good, the thing is, some if you don't do it because you think this is too hard or it will take too long or you're scared, someone else feels like their idea, which is identical to yours, is worthy. And they're gonna give it a shot no matter if it works or not, and they're gonna keep going till it works. Why can't that be you? If they can do it, I guarantee you can do it, and I bet if you saw them do what you want to do, you'll say, I could do that better. Let's do it then. This is your time. And as we move into a recession, there is no better time than now to find an additional way to make revenue so that you control it and nobody else does. And that's another reason why I'm so hellbent to teach people how to create their own freedom through digital courses so they never, ever have to rely on somebody else calling the shots. Yeah, I love that. And even if there are other people teaching the course topic that you want, even if your idea is new, you'll do it different, right? I always say there's no new ideas whatsoever. Even in your field, I'm sure it's been done, even though yours is wildly different than most. I'm sure it can, it was done before in one way or another from somebody else, right? There's no original ideas. So why not get yours out there? Cause no one will do it the way you do it. And there's a, 8 billion people almost in this world. I promise you there's room for you at the table. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great way to end this conversation. It's such an important thing to remember that there's always room for everybody and everybody is unique and your strengths are not going to be somebody else's strengths. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. So where can somebody go to learn more about you? Well, thanks so much for asking and thanks for having me. So Depending on when this is airing, we do have a boot camp coming up and the boot camp is called Course Confident. It's only 47 bucks, the cheapest thing that I offer. And it's a way to get your feet wet with digital courses. I'm gonna be live training, live teaching, and you'll learn how to get started with the digital course to see if this is something for you. So that would be the best place to get started. Perfect, and I will link that. I will link your private podcast series, even though it goes away on my birthday, August 30th. Uh, And I will link to your main podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, because that's how I found you. And I know anybody else that puts you in their earbuds will feel the same way. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. All right. I'll see everybody in the boot camp. Great. That was such a good conversation. This is one of my most favorite of the day because it was a little bit more sophisticated than just starting from scratch because these people kind of have some ideas. So that was really fun. I appreciate it. I had my eye on like the clock the whole time because I wanted to be Oh my gosh. (laughs) Everyone's worried about the clock. I'm like, Allison must really put it into uh, like, we got to be done in 45 minutes. She gives me a tiny buffer in case anyone runs over. So you are good, even though you didn't even run over. Thank you so much. I I really, has my team ever talked to you about your success? No. (laughs) Would you be open to it? Yeah. I want to share your story. I emailed your team in like 2019 about it. I was still like very much like getting my feet wet. And then like I was saying, I have like a son with special needs, so I kind of put it on the back burner. But yeah, I would love um, for someone to reach out. Because I actually, you know what, I'm, 
I'm completely wrong. I did a how I did this training in momentum about memberships. Okay, but that's totally different. I want yeah. Brittany to, if you're open to it, to get on a Zoom call and I want you to share your story with her. And I'm well aware that it's not just DCA that made you yeah. so successful, but a tiny part of it, if we oh, could yeah. talk to people about your story, what I love about your story the most is how niched you are. And that is rare that um, people think they can't be. And I would love to tell your story about, let me give you an amazing example. And I also love that you have each of the digital course types. So if we can make it happen sooner than later, I kind of have a vision of mentioning you in my masterclass, if you'd be open to it. And so um, can Brittany reach out to you? Yeah. And honestly, my kids are like back in school already. So I am like wide open. <laughs> Okay, that is amazing. Okay, so let me just make sure because I have a document in front of me really fast. Let me see if I have, uh, okay, good, I have your email. So I'm gonna send it to Brittany right now and she's gonna reach out to you soon. Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, congratulations awesome. on all you've done. How old are you? Thank you, um, I'm turning 32 on the 31st. I wish I had your success at 32. That is incredible. Well, well happy I started early birthday. Early. I like graduated with my master's when I was like 21, I've always just like been like early. So you're I'm a little go-getter, you're a little achiever, which I love. Yeah, I'm um, like a type A Virgo, like the most Virgo of all the Virgos that ever could be. <laughs> okay, kind of my favorite type of people for the record. So um, this is great. Okay, I'm gonna have Brittany contact you, but congratulations on everything and thanks for promoting Perfect. DCA. Yeah, and yeah, I've, I'll get it out. Um, as soon as the boot camp goes live. So perfect. All right. Thank you, friend. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank Take you care. so much. Bye. All right. That wraps up my interview with my business mentor, Amy Porterfield. Now stay tuned for news about her upcoming course creation boot camp. It's so good. It's something I do every single year. I'm definitely going to do it this year as well. So I'm going to be sharing the link to sign up for that with me very soon. But in the meantime, grab the free download that goes with this episode. It's called Surprisingly Simple Ways to Turn Your Knowledge into a Digital Course. You can go to the show notes to grab it right now, or you can go to michellecarawana.com slash Amy to grab that resource and to stay tuned because as I mentioned in the last couple episodes, every August, September timeframe, I love to kind of peel back the curtain of my own business and share about how I got here, course creation, online business. Because again, I think it's something that can really supplement brick and mortar businesses and allow you to better serve your current customers and also expand your customer base. So go to michellecarawana.com slash Amy for that free resource and to stay tuned for everything I have coming up about course creation. Have a great day, guys.